This is Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. And today's episode is all about community. Online, offline events, and even church. I invited the wonderful Bethany Handy to sit and chat with me today. She's new to the digital marketer team, but has been in the industry for years, running her own HubSpot agency and eventually exploding the growth of the Hug or HubSpot user group. Bethany is now running the community for Digital Marketer Lab, and today I got some really great insight on how she thinks of community and her secrets to growing one online and in person. Here it is. Hello, Bethany. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Hey, Jenna. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to introduce you to the listeners, introduce you to like the community, all the awesome people that are a part of it. Very good. I look forward to it. Yeah, well, um, from the title, people will know that you are the community manager for Digital Marketer Lab. They'll know that you work here now. You're kind of, you know, a new a new face. Where did your knowledge of marketing, your love for community, where did this all start? Give me like a bit of your background. I guess my love for community started when I was like in childhood, but um, just because I love people. But my real study of marketing and how communities can um, impact marketing and, and efforts by a company kind of started initially... When I went to college, I studied marketing and business management at UTA, University of Texas at Arlington. And I just feel like some of the old marketing tactics are exactly that. They're tactics. And the thing that I love about community is just that it seems so authentic. And it just um, it's a whole different level of, of talking to customers. Yeah. Did you get a job in marketing right out of college? I actually, um, my husband had started an agency and I came on board with his agency, a digital marketing agency from the time I was out at college till right before I came on here. That's what I did. And uh, we specialized in initially HubSpot and we ended up leading the HubSpot user group, which was another way that um, I fanned the passion for community. And uh, then we did the same thing with Drift. We started a Drift user group and it just took transactional things and made them more personable. You know, it's transactional to buy a software, but knowing that there's a community of other people going through the same thing as you um, makes it more, like I said, authentic and real um, rather than just so transactional. Yeah. When you're looking at kind of the intersection of marketing which is basically just, you know, persuading people to believe a specific message about something like community, which is, you know, the supportive group of people that are coming together. Like, how do those things intersect? Because I think at first glance, it can feel kind of like that doesn't make sense. I think the way that it really intersects is at just basic interactions with people. I think that there are communities that are done wrong, in my opinion, where it's all sales and it's all, you know, it's just another place where tactics are used versus a place where people can have real feedback and real, maybe constructive criticism. And um, as somebody who is moderating or 
managing the community, taking those words and sh saying, you know, I hear you, I, I, I believe you, I hear you, I want to help you, can still be a way to market because if people have a good experience with you and they believe that you're on their side and that you're empathetic to what they're going through, I think that's the best form of marketing. It's, you know, it's, it's creating these little strings of a relationship to make it stronger and stronger. And I always believe that your best marketers are people who've had a good experience with you, not necessarily people in your company. And I think that a great community makes an army of those people. Yeah, I, I find it especially interesting that, you know, you guys help to run and grow the user group, because I think a lot of people who are running marketing agencies could just see that as an opportunity, like, great, we can get so many leads from this. <laughs> Let's just like dive in and... um you know, sell our services and, you know, kind of exacerbate some of the problems that they might be experiencing. But I feel like in order to grow a community, there has to be so much nurturing, which is, is not necessarily going to be the same as selling. So what was your philosophy as you started to grow those, those user groups for HubSpot and Drift? I think the initial philosophy was just to be helpful and move it off. I mean, there's hundreds of help, you know, pretty much any software you, you use has hundreds of help documents. So regurgitating that and just doing very technical, specific workshops or meetups with that is not helpful because people can just, I mean, there's hundreds of videos, hundreds of help docs. So we really made a focus on like, how do people use it? What are the strategies behind it? What challenges are people facing? We, one of the things that we did that I loved is, I, and my dad's a pastor, so I kind of stole this from him. But when people visit the church, there's like a card. It says, like, tell me about you, what, you know, what, what, what's going on in your life. And so we translated that in a marketing way. We had like all of our members every time, whether it was their first time there or their hundredth time there, they would fill out a card. Like, what are the things you're working on right now? What are the roadblocks that you see right now? And that really informed us to to be able to know what was going on with our community and to make a program that we felt met people where they were and with the challenges that they were facing and be able to offer the most help that we could. And that's the other thing. We never sold our services. Never. Not one time did we bring up. In, in fact, we had other people speak who had agencies that had maybe they were specialists on something because I can't you can't bring an ego to a community because it does, just doesn't last long. So um, being authentic, bringing in other people um, to provide value and wisdom that they have and then always checking in with people like, you know, go to the right to the horse's mouth kind of deal. What, what do you guys need? Where are you at? Um, I think was the way that we really grew the community. It all makes so much sense now, knowing that you grew up with a dad who was a pastor and that like, I mean, church is a community, like regardless of the religion that you might be following, like when you are meeting together with people and it's such a vulnerable place too, that I'm sure you, you had so much kind of like a natural, like intuition on how to get people to bring their most vulnerable self. And I mean, you just kind of proved it with like, what, what are you experiencing? What are you, what are you struggling with? Um, that just makes so much sense. <laughs> Do you see a lot of parallels? I do. And I think that that's what developed my love for people, but not just loving people, but trying to help people because it's just something that was modeled. Servant leadership was modeled in our household. And, you know, we, we weren't always the like the most wealthy or successful family. But I think that success in a different way, success out of helping people and 
just saw the benefits that, you know, doing good things for other people brought to my parents. And, and that's why I think community is, is so important because, I don't know, from a young age, my parents said that, that in a day, you might be the only person, positive interaction that a person has. So, you know, when you think about that, like you are one person that could really change the course of somebody's day, whether it be a quick online, like sharing a helpful article or be in person, you just never know what somebody else is going through or what kind of impact um, you can have by just helping them. And that's the beauty of community. It's not just the moderators and the managers and, you know, the people on our side doing it. There's other people in these communities, especially um, the lab community, which I was so impressed with that people are willing to like roll up their sleeves and help and say, you know, hey, do you want to jump on a call real quick? Can I send you this? And I love that. Yeah, I I found that really amazing too cuz when you when you first hear just like community management, like make sure that, you know, you're you're letting others connect with each other and blah 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 and like what what you really see is this like incredible depth that people bring to the table and that they they share so much of themselves even you know, you'll get someone who's like struggling with this and then they'll have two paragraphs of a response from someone who is like letting them know, like, I have been there before and I did this and this and this and that got me through it. And it's just really, it's incredible to see how much time people are willing to give when, um, and, and that's why like there is an intrinsic like joy that I think building a community brings it kind of it it's a feedback loop it just keeps running itself I, I'd love to hear more about I mean and you can kind of choose I, I know I've heard I've heard a lot about the HubSpot user group I haven't heard as much about the drift one but also the you know our listeners have not heard either story so I'd love to hear just you know the the trials and tribulations where it started where it ended how you grew those communities Okay, so with HubSpot, um, we just found out that there was a very a struggling HubSpot uh, user group that had like two or three members. They would meet at a breakfast place, and we were just so passionate about what HubSpot brought to small businesses, and we'd seen a lot of clients who've had success with it. And, and more than that, we loved the team at HubSpot. I mean, there were uh, Sarah Bedrick and Nick Sal and all these really great people that like really impacted our lives as agency owners. And um, we just wanted, we were excited and wanted to to see what we could do. And so we were given the green light to take over the hug. And, you know, we changed the focus from tactical to strategic. And we did some fun stuff. Like we had it, one time we had it outdoor in a beer garden and Nick Sal came in and spoke. And um, one time we had it at a brewery and Sarah Better came down and like she has a whole blog on on beers. And so it was a perfect fit for her. And that's cool. At Inbound, the Inbound Conference in Boston, we would always do a big in-person meetup in Boston at a Mexican food restaurant because we we're in Texas and Texans can't be without <laughs> Mexican food for too long. I don't know yeah. that it compares, but it was it was good to have some tortillas. Um, and that was one of the most fun uh, events that we did. The other thing that um, I personally love about communities and something that I love to do is 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 making those personal contacts, whether it be in person at like events like happy hours and stuff, but also like mailing letters, sending a book. If if hey, I saw you were talking about this. This book is just I think it'll speak to what you have. And um, those little extra ways to provide joy to people, um, because kind of when when I was interviewing with you and 
the team. I told you that entrepreneurship and, and agency ownership is, it can be lonely. And um, mm-hmm. so sometimes when you're a solopreneur, you have just like a husband and wife or just a really small business, it's, it's, it is kind of lonely. And so having those connections, I would say over 50% of the user group were these smaller agencies. It wasn't these huge 500 person agencies. It was more like people who I would say 10 and less employees and to have these outlets where they could come and meet other agency owners made it a little less lonely. Like people looked forward to it. And, and, you know, the incredible thing is like we had people come early to help us like set out chairs and stay late to make sure things were cleaned up. And, you know, and it's because they were committed to the community. It wasn't because like they liked me or they liked Chris, my husband. It was because they were committed to what we were doing and they were willing to roll up their sleeves to see it be successful. And, um, I love that. And I learned so much. Um, HubSpot was super supportive. And, you know, I think that early on, um, similar to Digital Marketer, they they understood that community is where it's at. I mean, you now communities everywhere now. And there's big brands that are starting to come around to it. But before marketing was so one way, um, you know, you were being, you know, people were speaking to you. It wasn't a conversation. And that's what community does is it makes it a conversation. And I, I there's so much more of a emphasis on that now, but the early adapters already have these really rooted communities. And it's, I'm sure, so impactful for all of their, you know, new programs that they launch and all of these things to get the support and get the ear of their community. And so it was such a fun thing. HubSpot, I, I loved it. And then we uh, moved on to the Drift community and, and, and pretty much did the same, the same thing. We did the, um, we did a, like a roundtable, like, Facebook group where people would go in and ask questions. And, and it was the same thing. Drift was kind of more of an emerging technology at the point. So there were a lot more questions on like how to use the tool. Um, but the same like use of strategy and, and thinking about things a different way and all of that was still present in the community, which was really nice. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. So you kind of rolled out, it's almost like a little a little playbook that you were able to roll out kind of twice and see success. Were, was there anything when you take over kind of leadership of something, is there any kind of pushback that you experience from within the community of people, you know, maybe like, I don't want to meet at that brewery or why do you get to control everything? Like, how does that work as, as people who are peers, you know, it's peer led in communities? Well, I think that trying to understand the why behind somebody feeling that way. And so maybe it's you take them to coffee and maybe they, really had an affinity toward the old leader or just because they'd known the old leader so long that, you know, they almost felt disloyal. 
And, you know, just like a relationship, like a dating relationship, it takes time to earn trust. And it really is something that you have to earn. It's not something that's given. So taking the time to listen and let them know I hear you and um, I understand how you feel and I, I can see why you would feel that way. And then just slowly building the relationship. And I mean, there are going to be times that people just aren't a fit for a community for whatever reason. And maybe they started off as a fit and the community evolved and changed and, and they're no longer a fit. Um, and then that's a whole different thing that you have to address, you know, as a, a, a manager, you have to look at those, like what's best for the collective group. But I think that you need to exhaust all efforts before doing anything like asking somebody to be removed from a group or to leave a group. Because sometimes people just want to be heard. You know, sometimes people are afraid of change and they want to be heard. And I know that I am the same way. I want to be able to voice my opinions and hear what you have to say or hear what other people have to say and 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 just know that somebody values me as a member of whatever community I'm in. Yeah, I think that's hugely important. And I, I like the emphasis, too, on kind of those personal touch points, because I think often when brand communities are started, it, it can be very like, there's a wall of separation. Like I am not Jenna, I am the voice of digital marketer, you know, um, as opposed to like, hey, I'm Bethany, what, what's going on? How can I help? Like, what are you, what are you working with? So take me into kind of the next little phase. I know you with your agency helped some virtual communities. And I know um, for like doctor's offices and stuff like that, what what did you learn kind of taking things from in-person to more virtual? Well, I think the the there's so many things that still matter, like letting people be heard, realizing that communities, whether they're in person or not, are living and breathing things. There's no two that are exactly alike. But the, I guess, one of the big differences is that sometimes people are braver in communities online than they would be in person. And that can be good and that can be bad. And um, so that's where moderation kind of plays into a role in, in all of that. But, you know, I haven't seen that so much with digital marketer, but one of the you brought up the doctors that we work with and, and you know, vaccines are going around. There's a lot of talk about vaccines and there are people who feel very strongly one way or the other. And sometimes people say stuff that I don't think that they would ever say in somebody like in real life to somebody's face, but they would say it on. Mm. It's like there's a little bit of bravery behind the keyboard. The other thing that I think you learn is that you people do miss human connection. And I think COVID really exposed that more than anything else. And so there's got to be a way to provide authenticity online and, and really build a thriving community and you know, you miss the nuances of being able to see somebody in, in real life and see body language and stuff. But um, you've got to get creative on ways to build that without those in-person things happening. And I think some of that is by getting to know people outside of business. Like, you know, if you only talk about somebody, you know, what do you do at work today? What, what are you working on? Instead of like, you know, like sometimes we do posts about kids and family and travel in our group. And um, that's important because people are more than where they work and more than what they do for a living. And I think that that's even more critical um, in online communities than in-person ones, because that's just something that naturally comes out in person. And, and you have to be a little more intentional online to get those um, facts and, and interesting info. Yeah, I, I think there's, you know, there's there's the concept of like, 
beware of fluffy content that doesn't offer connection. And then, you know, stuff like, what's your favorite color? Like pineapple and pizza? Yes or no? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. But then I, I think there's like another layer of things that seem really surface level, where you're at, what kind of dog do you have? How many kids have you got? You know, that kind of stuff that that kind of is like this gateway into the the real meat of a person. You can really get into like, oh, I have this kind of dog because I love rescue dogs. And it's my passion to like when I when I'm not running my business, I'm actually like an avid like dog person. I can't can't see a dog on the side of the road that I won't pick up. Like, you know, I'm going to have nine dogs in my lifetime. Like, you know, wish I could, you know, I, I think it, it, you see a real person kind of emerge and you can create those connections. Cause I, cause I do agree that especially depending on what the community is about, that can be really tenuous. You know, that like I'm working on copywriting right now for my business. Oh, okay. Me too. Like that, that connection can be a small bridge, but like the bigger stuff needs to be there as well. Agreed. And I'll say another thing that I've been so pleasantly surprised, I guess, to see in so many communities that I manage, you don't see it is that people truly celebrate the wins of other people in the lab community. And, um, that's so nice to see. Like, it's nice to be able to share that you had a win and have people that are celebrating with you. And again, going back to like entrepreneurship and agency ownership being um, lonely and having a place, a safe place where you can go and say, hey, I had this win on my, I don't know, Facebook ads campaign. And it was huge for me and have people who understand you and know what kind of big win that was and be able to celebrate with you. I just think that our community is so great at doing that, which is another way that you can solidify relationships because I'm like, man, these people are on my team. Yeah, for sure. There's, um, we're kind of at a really interesting crossroads now. I feel like where there was such an emphasis on in person and virtual communities were kind of for people who were ahead of the time and then everything had to be moved to virtual and now everything's opening again. And so we have kind of this opportunity where things, you kind of like choose your path or choose how hybrid you want to be. And, and knowing knowing what you know about agency life, about user group life, about the digital marketer community, about, you know, the way membership communities ha- are changing. What do you see as kind of the future? And like, where do you think we might be heading? Well, I think you'll see a lot of like micro meetups is what I would call it, because, um, you know, these great communities that have places from all across the world are amazing. And I feel like you can learn so much. But there's also something, you know, real tangible about going to grab coffee with three or other three or four other group members. And it may not be something that's super formal or anything like that. But I I, and it's been on my heart and my mind, like how to facilitate that as a community manager with lab like you know, I would love people to have local people that, that they can grab coffee with when they're having a bad day or when they are celebrating a win or just when they need to bounce something off somebody. And um, so I think that communities will move to more of a hybrid model, but it'll be not these huge events like 
I mean, there will be some of it, but in addition to like traffic and conversion and inbound in these huge events, there will be, I think, more micro meetups that are regionally, um, you know, so it might be like DFW or it might be Austin and it might be these just little more micro meetups because anytime you can meet somebody offline, it's like, I feel like it's very rewarding, but I still see such a value in having that larger community that um, is available and, and still on your side, but uh, mixing it a little bit with those in-person like micro meetups. Yeah. I I wonder if there's something to be said about, I don't know. Okay. Bear with me here. Stranger danger. Like the concept of meeting people from the internet was like a weird thing and kind of scary. And I feel like as communities began to grow offline and grow online, more people were meeting up and doing that, but it was still like a little like, oh, I'm meeting an online person in per like for real. And then when everything became virtual, it was almost like all the real people in your life became internet people. And now that things are kind of going back to normal, I feel like the the concept of internet versus real like doesn't exist anymore because everyone was an internet person and now everyone can be a real person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I would agree with that. I feel like there's a change happening. Yeah, like the division line has been just erased. Like there just, there isn't this like you're in this camp and you're in this camp. It's just, there's one camp now. And um, I think it's great. I mean, I I think that hopefully everybody's always safe when they meet somebody and they're not going to some like seedy hotel. But um, yeah, I think that um, I just think we're in a whole new world. It's so connected. It's so fast. And I think people sometimes will talk to people online for years before they actually meet them in person. And, um, you know, they may be like their best friend. They may know about every happening in their life. And you know, again, it might be not somebody that they see in person every day. It may be somebody that they chat with online. Yeah. Oh, there's so many possibilities. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, I'll just like, one of the things that COVID has shown me too is, is how much communities can like, I don't want to say save people, but impact people's lives. Um, there's a community called, I think it's Ears for Each Other, and it's all the furloughed Disney workers. And they are a network of yeah. trying to help like each other get bookings like to do like makeovers for little girls or they cook you know all the pastry chefs that were laid off at um disney are are doing cakes and things like that and what a beautiful way to like help people at their time in need and it just like it's so touching to see groups like that i'm in the peloton moms group and you know there's times that moms really face struggles and feel really lonely especially with covid and feel burnt out and to have these like groups of people that are I don't know, just just really impacting people's lives and making change is just so amazing to me because the Internet, like I said, could be very transactional as a whole. And I think there can be like bullies on the Internet, you know, like there's Mm -hmm. there's unkindness on the the, um, Internet. But to see so many moments of kindness and moments of good deeds in our community and all these other communities that have sprung up since COVID. And I think that I I hope and I believe that there's no going back from that. I I hope that, um, you know, because everybody has a gift and everybody has a talent and there's ways to, to, these are new ways to share that with the world. And I love that. That is beautiful. Bethany, I have one more question for you, but before I ask it, where can people find out more about you? 
reach out to you, find out about the lab community, all that good stuff. Well, I'm always in the, the lab community on Facebook. You could always feel free to email me, Bethany Handy, Bethany.handy at Digital Marketer. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, but really, you know, pinging me in the group, sending me a message um, would probably be the fastest way to, to get a hold of me. And my last question is, Bethany, if you could go back in time and talk to UTA Bethany, who, you know, she's just starting her journey and all of this marketing stuff, you know, she had, you know, the servant, servant heart, but didn't have all the, the pieces put together yet. If you could give her advice, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her and why? I think I would tell her to listen to herself. Like I always knew that community was where I wanted to be. And it, we facilitated that with HubSpot and things like that. But really COVID showed me that that's solely what I want to do. And so like not all the technical setups of, you know, HubSpot CRM or Drift chatbots and th that just wasn't my passion and didn't like make my soul sing. And I wish I would have listened to that earlier on. Um, but, you know, it's brought me where I am, so I can't necessarily like regret it. I would also say to start talking to other people about community, like leaders and community. You know, Susie, I've learned so much going through the training with her. I feel like she was one of the maybe early pioneers of really getting community out there and learning from people as opposed to, you know, just just doing the thing to get to the next thing. I wish I had been more intentional about like I knew that that was my passion and really being tenacious about figuring out how to get there. But it all goes down to people and loving people. And so I did that the whole way. And now I'm finding new ways to do that. So, um, yeah, that's what I would have done. But again, uh, I'm happy with where I've been uh, because I feel like it brings some color to what I can offer the community and, and maybe some empathy and like, man, I get you. I, I know how that feels. And so I feel like um, that's going to be valuable in the, the lab. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Bethany. Thank you so much for your time and just offering up so much wisdom. And yeah, this was absolutely awesome. Well, I enjoyed it too. And I love, you know, I love working with you. So uh, it's double bonus, the community and Jenna. <laughs> yeah, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And to you out there listening, you know, it means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners. If you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up because Digital Marketer just released our Canva Holiday Promo Pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The Promo Pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.